Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, this is a first. A first? Oh. This is a first. This is the first time that I've ever needed an alcoholic beverage to get through an episode of the show. Oh, I, I didn't realize I weighed down that heavily on you, Mike. That mm. was like, oh my god, I, if I have to see this guy one more time? No, it's not It's not that. It's just that there's a lot of stress that needs de-stressing right now, that's for right. sure. Right, Yeah. I don't know if you recall last week on the, on the show, I mentioned that William had been home for the day, mm-hmm. and I had tried to work. And it, it didn't go great because William was home and I had to watch him and I kind of checked emails where I could, blah, blah. Couldn't work on any of my projects or anything like that. That has continued into this week. So he hasn't gone back to daycare at all? He has not gone back to daycare at all. What is wrong with this kid? He has been coughing and sneeze like sniffly nose, runny nose the whole week. Mm-hmm. And we actually messaged them this morning saying, hey, we think he's very good like he's good but we want to keep him one more day before he can come back like we think he'll be better tomorrow and they said you have to get another COVID test (laughs) this poor guy what is this five now this is going to be his fifth COVID test and and the thing is is Laura actually because she got sick too she decided because she's like I can feel it in my lungs and Laura is pretty susceptible to bronchitis and sometimes pneumonia if she doesn't get you know any decent treatment sure yeah and she's like you know what like i just don't want to risk it i'm gonna go get myself a covid test so she books herself in for a covid test and then we get the email from daycare saying that william needs a covid test right so laura looks online to see if she can book william in at the same time that she's getting her test and she can't because it is since filled up in the hour since she made her appointment because, you know, cases are on the rise because our government's doing a shit job of taking care of everything. Right. Cases are on the rise again. So the hour that she was filling in has, has now filled up. She can't book William's time at the same time as her. So she's like, okay, well, whatever. I'll just cancel my appointment and then I'll book a new appointment with him. So she cancels her appointment. She goes to book the appointment for him and her. And it won't let her because the way that it's set up is you can't book another appointment within seven days of booking an appointment. Okay. And even though she canceled it, it takes 24 hours for a cancellation notice to go through. So Laura can't book again until the cancellation notice comes through. Even for William? like Well, she can book for William, but she yeah. can't book for herself. Okay. So, at that point, it's like, oh, well, so then sh- what's she do? Like, does she do an appointment with William in the morning and then come back and do her appointment in the afternoon? Like, because that's basically what was going to happen, right? Right. Is if she did it that way. So, she's like, this is ridiculous. She calls them to try and figure this out over the phone. Right the auto dialer tree, you know, where it's all like, press one to get here, blah, blah, blah. It takes her six minutes to get through that, that queue of, of just like press one to go here. And then she press one and it'd be like, now 
press one to go here like over and over and over like she just kept going through trees right right lots of layers yeah yeah so finally she enters the queue to talk to a person she waits 12 minutes for a person to answer they answer she's like hi there i'd like to and, and the person goes hello and then she's like hello can you hear me hello hangs up nice <laughs> so like that happens and then Laura calls back and she basically tells them like, look, this is what the situation is. And the girl's like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just cancel it for you now. And you should be able to, to book again in 10 minutes. And it's like, why does it, if I call a person, does it take 10 minutes to cancel? But if it, if I'm doing it online, it takes a day to cancel. Like, what is this? So whatever, Laura's able to, to book an appointment, but even so she still couldn't book an appointment next to each other. Like, William and Laura have different appointments still. Right. So she went through all this all this hassle for nothing. <laughs> well, thankfully the appointment is half an hour apart. Oh. Okay. So it's not like she's like, you know, one in one hour and one in a different hour kind of a mm-hmm. thing. So that happens. She gets that all booked up and it's just like that's incredibly stressful. Like we're, I'm still trying to get work done. Like you know, like I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm getting angry emails from people that are like, "Why aren't you responding to me with whatever I need from you?" And I'm like, "Because I don't have time." You know, like right. so work is stressful. William being sick is stressful, and uh, we bought a house, so everything is stressful. Yeah, that's very exciting news, Mike. I'm, I'm glad you kind of buried it in there a little bit. Yes. It, I, th- I think I mentioned on last week's podcast that we were ready to take a break if the last house that we looked at didn't work out. And it worked out. <laughs> so, we, we bought a house. Well, that's good. That's good. Were you excited? Or were you like... Wh- what was the feeling? Was it excitement? Was it just like relief? You know, where, where do you sort of land the on that? Fr- I, it's funny. When, when we first heard that we were getting it, my response was, really? Because... <laughs> <laughs> we I, as i said our market has, is so stupid right now mm-hmm. like everyone is buying houses for like a hundred and fifty thousand over what their asking prices are right. and we're like we don't have that kind of money like we're not going to just turn around and drop an extra 150 it's an asking price well if i offer you that price why is that not good enough you know Everything is all bidding wars right now. So we actually we put in and we put in a we put in a decent offer it is over asking but it's not that level and the day of our realtor messages us at like three in the afternoon and she's like it's just you and i'm like are you serious we should have bid nothing like you know like we should (laughs) we should have bid asking right like yeah because now we're the stupid idiots who paid way over for no reason but as it turned out someone else did bid we do not know what they bid but clearly we bid over them or it was close enough because they asked us before they even told us that we had it. They they came back and they negotiated and it was they asked for a quicker close than we had asked for. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, we can do it. We can do a quicker close. And that was what seemed to to do the, the deed. We now have the deed. We, we are contracted to buy the house. The next day was a mad scramble to get all the money together to put on our deposit. Things have changed quite a bit from when I originally bought this house. When we bought this house, our deposit was Mm $5,000, and the market has changed, and the current deposit is $25,000. 
yeah what is it it's uh 20 percent. no 10 percent. you have to put down now i i i well we didn't put down 10 percent. Oh, but no, either way not. that's it's a lot it, we put down a lot flat fee yeah yeah so it was 25 and it was it was fun because the stress of that too because my bank isn't like laura's bank where it was just like how much money do you need transferred from one account to another done mm-hmm. And mine was like, how much money do you need transferred from one account to another? You have a limit. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> so, so I got to like be on the phone with the bank all day and be like, can you, you know, fix my limit? And they'd be like, yeah, we can, but you need to come in and do it in person. You can't do it over the internet. And I'm like, sweet. We basically ended up like using mine as a last resort because Laura had to go to the bank anyway to get the money out right. and, and move it. Like, cause obviously William is still homesick. So someone has to watch him. I can't just go to the bank and then Laura go to the bank too, kind of a thing. So yeah, so it, it just we got our deposit in. We've got our signed letters of intent. We're we're in this now. The, you know, the I I don't believe we can back out even if one of us dies. All that fun stuff. Oh, you can. Oh well, but you lose your deposit. That's the whole point. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But so hopefully one of us doesn't die. But. Yeah, so we finished that chapter and we're like, wow. So we we we're not moving until later because obviously like the closing date doesn't happen for a while. It doesn't happen until mid-May. Right. And the fun thing is is now we have to sell our house. Yeah, that's a nerve. I find that so much more nerve-wracking than buying a house. You know, even though you're putting that giant-ass number on that check, you know, it's like, yeah, but we've got to sell the house first, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's we actually debated selling our house before we bought a new house, but then we mm-hmm. didn't want to risk not having a house and like having to move in, move in with my parents or something for like a month. Right. But yeah, so we actually, we are, we're looking to put the house in the market next weekend, like Easter weekend. And it's now a mad dash to get the house ready to go because our realtor came in and she's like, Hey, your house will sell better. If it looks more spacious, okay, how do we make it look more spacious? Get all your crap out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, that so, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we spent a good chunk of last week packing as much as... I can't believe it. Like, I was sending Snapchats to people and they're like, what the hell are you packing for? Like, and I'm like, I got to sell the house. So we, I, I've we've packed up a whole bunch of stuff. Like, my basement is so empty now. And as you've known, you've been here before. My basement was like the crap repository. It was stuff right, yeah. everywhere. DVD towers full of movies, like action figures set up and like dioramas. All that shit's gone. All of it. And we've also been renoing, you know, like, oh, there's scuffs in the wall here and let's repaint. Let's, uh, you know, put plaster. Like we had that electrical work done and they smashed holes in the walls. We had to pe- patch those up and paint those. We had the carpet redone. And and looking at the carpet, because the carpet was redone on the stairs, and we didn't do the stair carpet for years because our cats kept wrecking it. Right. And it was like, well, what's the point of buying new carpet if the cats are just going to wreck it? So then we swapped the carpet out the other day, and it's just like, God damn, does that not feel good and look so much better? Like, why didn't we buy new carpet years ago? <laughs> so... I mean, we knew why. We knew why we didn't buy new carpet. Sure, but, yeah. But now that it's there, it's like, shit, we don't even need to move anymore. We got nice new carpet. But yeah, no. So it's been a lot of a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. And that is what has led to me <laughs> drinking on this episode as <laughs> my, my giant Jack and Coke that I'm drinking. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting though, Mike. 
It, it is funny, though, when you do buy the house. There's like that week. I think you have five days or seven days to get everything done. It's like you think you could kind of stretch it out a little bit, you know, make the stress a little bit less. But uh, I guess it's all part of the fun. Yeah. No, not not in this case. But I mean, we still got a lot to, to, to do, thankfully. So some time to get things done. I'm curious as to when we're actually going to like set as a closing date for this place. I mean, I feel like the hope is, is that we get sometime in June because we take possession of the new house in May and we want to change the floor and the carpet and paint if, if we make enough money on this house, because basically, basically like we've been, all of our, all of our budgeting has been done on the fact that we get asking price for this house. And if we get a dollar over asking price, that's extra money in our pocket, you know? Mm -hmm. So in this market, everything goes over. So, you know, like it's very rare because I've spent a lot of time looking at all of the listings in the area. And I look at the sold listings too, especially when it's one that I bid on because we bid on five houses before we got, you know. So I always look and see, and it's very rare that you see a house that went for under asking. And it does happen. But when you look at it, you're just like, what the shit was wrong with that place? You know, like that it went under asking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully the market's not cooling down or anything on you, Mike, but I think it'll be fine. I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed. Everything's going to go well. Yeah. So now I have crazy excitement in my life because, I mean, you've got, I don't know, a baby on the way. We do. And Mike, we actually know the exact day that the baby's going to be born now. Oh, yeah. Because unlike some babies... This is a scheduled baby. Yes, this one is scheduled, yes, because the last one uh, was not scheduled and then became an emergency C-section, which, not that it's impossible to give birth, you know, quote unquote, the normal way, but it's strongly recommended against after you've had one. So, uh, yeah, so May 3rd is going to be the next baby's birthday. We were having a discussion about it, and we can't decide if it makes it, like, If there's more anxiety knowing exactly when it's coming versus knowing, well, you know, the due date is, you know, May 10th, but it could be five days earlier or five days late, you know, like, you know, it's at eight in the morning on on the third. That's when the baby's coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to decide. I I think for me, I think it makes it a little bit more. There's a little bit more anxiety related to it because, you know, it's like a school or like a term paper that, you know, it's due at this exact time, you know, that kind of thing. It's making me think of at work when I have a scheduled phone call where it's just like, oh, God, that phone call's coming up. And meanwhile, if yeah. like if that person had just called me out of the blue, I'd have been like, hey, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Or I'll phone you. I'll phone you sometime, you know, tomorrow, you know, no particular time. Yeah, that's a cool. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, now you're trying to you base your whole life around that one particular time. But either way, we are still very excited. So, uh it's going to be interesting, Mike. I'm going to have two of these things running around. <laughs> and how's Tiff doing? <laughs> it depends on the minute. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, she is uh, feeling very, very big right now. And I think if the baby could come tomorrow, she would be thrilled about that. You know, assuming everything would be all fine and, you know, whatever. It would be, it would be nice for her to be done with the pregnancy part of the baby i think she's over that but other than that she's doing she's healthy and everything like that so that's good that's good you what you just said made me think 
what happens if there if there is an, an emergency? What if he comes early? Do you do you do, do you just straight off or like well it's an it's going to be a C section? Yeah, it would still just be a C section. Yeah, so we're hoping with it being scheduled because the last time Tiff went through, I think it was twenty two hours of labor before the doctors were like, you know, screw it, you know, you're going to the operating room. This is this baby is not coming normally. So we we went in at like 9 p.m. I mean, I think you can listen to all this on episode eight, episode nine, whatever it was. But we went at nine and yeah, and, and you know, we were there for a long time. We would barely got any sleep. Whereas this time we'll basically get there first thing in the morning. We'll be nice and rested theoretically, you know, so hopefully it should be a, a better situation all around. But uh, yeah, you're used to it. It's a walk in the park now. I live, I'm always tired. It's like Bane, right? <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of darkness, it's tiredness. It's tiredness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of that right now. That's Yeah, sure. yeah. And just when you think you've caught up, you know, you get that one day when they sleep through the night perfect and they let you sleep in and, you know, you don't get woken up by your pregnant wife. Then the next day, your body just says, no, you're waking up at three in the morning because that's just how life is now at 36, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good description of just life at 36 is just the 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 unscheduled wake-ups in the middle of the night where you're just like why am i awake and then you sit there for five minutes then it's like oh it's because i'm gassy you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah or whatever it's like I, I keep waking up at 5 30 in the morning for some reason and i'm like wide awake and it's just i'm not ready for this no i i let me sleep in until at least 6 30 you know yeah definitely definitely anyway i mean we uh we got busy this weekend mike we've i finally got to see my nephew carson for the first time in over a year wow yeah it was crazy so because obviously the weather here is fantastic we drove over to london where my sister lives well, thereabouts anyway. And we kind of met at a playground and we hung out at the playground for two and a half hours and then drove home. But it was good. But I think the last time I saw him in person, he was considering crawling. He was kind of getting close to crawling. I don't think he was crawling just yet. And now he's walking and, you know, he's got a few words and he, you know, he knows all the stuff you're telling him to do. He's got the sign language stuff down, all nailed down pat. So it's like, wow, you, this is a much bigger difference than i remember yeah no kidding you know it's amazing you forget at how much they change over time or how quickly they change i guess it was a more accurate statement yeah for sure but anyway yeah it was good to see that and then uh, the only real ben story i have mike is he well i guess i have two i think i had talked before but he was trying to do like thumbs up but he would always do the pointer finger well he's finally figured out it's the thumb now ah. it's a little side story there but he has decided or he's discovered that if you want to get up on something a running start is the way to do it you know so mike let's say you wanted to hop the fence you don't just stand by the fence and start to climb you kind of take a couple steps back and you go at it you know take a little running start at it so he's now doing running starts of things and sometimes the running start is incredibly long <laughs> you know <laughs> that offers no tangible benefit because he runs and then kind of stands still and then jumps you know he hasn't quite put it all together you know? uh, i see i see he needs yeah. to f- to the flowing motion the of- flow is not there yeah he, he's not doing the high jump in in school yet he's not quite there yeah that's that's really all that we've been doing mike it's it hasn't been too crazy i don't want to say exciting because it's been exciting but nothing too crazy right uh, a lot going on with William. I mean, obviously, besides being sick, something that he started to say thank you quite a bit. 
Mm-hmm. And it's very nice because he's very cute about it. Like you'll get him, you'll get him something, and he'll be like, "Thank you, Dada," and I'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's great, super cute." And also, in a bit of a weird one, he is weirdly obsessed with eyeballs right now. Oh yeah, yeah, like specifically their color. Okay, okay, but he's not like your eyes are green. He's like blue eyeball, green eyeball. <laughs> like, it's just like okay so why do you say eyeball that's weird just say eyes eyeball like it's <laughs> it's, fu- it's funny what they get fixated on eh? you know like a particular word of the day or whatever yeah and when he says it he like pokes himself too so he's like baby blue eyeball and he's like shoving his finger in his eye because that's the thing like i don't know how long it took for ben but william still doesn't know I, i'm not so much no but he doesn't refer to himself by his name. Oh, okay. Okay. He's baby. So if it's like, oh, is that your lunch? It's baby's lunch. You know, it, it's that's right, how it is, right. right? So everything is this is baby's. This is this is baby's. That's mama's. That's dada's. So dada's bowl, baby's bowl, mama's bowl. That's how it is. So he's like baby's blue eyeball. Like it's just like okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you listening to what you're saying? It's not quite right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. And also Laura has played herself in in all sorts of manners. Oh. Obviously, you know, Laura loves our son Mm -hmm. and wants to be as involved as possible in a lot of his daily activities. She has basically removed herself from certain equations by not trying to do so. Okay. You're going to have to explain this a little bit. So, okay. So basically... In the morning, when we're getting ready for school, Laura has a tea, and she tends to not drink it when William's right there because he could reach over and grab it and hurt himself. Sure. So, when it comes time for him to brush his teeth and get dressed, it's usually Daddy who takes him over to brush his teeth and get dressed, and Mommy sits and enjoys her tea. Well, that has now removed her from all teeth brushing and clothing adding activities like oh, if if she's okay, like, let's go okay. brush our teeth. He's like, no, dad, 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 dad does teeth. And he like cries if she tries to do it. And if he wants me to do it, like I have to come and take over or, sure, or yeah. he won't okay. do it. And, and that's been going on for a while. Like the brushing the teeth one has been going on for a while. And what we've actually started doing is Laura started to, she did it once and he loved it. And then it, we, it was like every night from now on. She picked him up and she did Rockabye Baby, which I mean, I know your son is absolutely deathly afraid of. I was going to say he cries every time you hear that one. <laughs> yeah. He loves Rockabye Baby. And it's not because I don't think he gives a crap about the, the song. It's because we rock him. Right. And he enjoys, he enjoys the rock. And Laura was rocking him and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And then one day she's like, my back hurts. Can you do it? So I, I took over and I did it instead. And then the next time... Her back still kind of hurt. And she's like, do you want data to do it? And he's like, yeah. And so I did it again. And then she's like, do you want mommy to, to rock it by you? And she's like, he's like, no, dada. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I see what's happened here. And then I'm like, don't give him a choice. Just do it. Just tell him that you're doing it. And she's like, okay, I'm going to do rock And he's like, no, dada. And it's just like, oh, you've done it. You've done it. You played yourself <laughs> because this was a mommy thing that you enjoyed doing. And now you've passed it off to me and it's now it's now a daddy thing. And I've done it every night since that's happened. Right, right. 
Well, now you can take this opportunity and lord it over her head forever as, well, I'm the superior parent. Clearly, William prefers me, you know? Clearly. It's the dada <laughs> job. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny how they go through those phases. There was a while where Ben wanted nothing to do with me when it came to like bedtime stuff. But that's now eased and now I'm welcome back in the room and everything like that. And, you know, there was times where he only wanted me and he didn't want Tiff. And yeah, it's so weird what they, you know, what what triggers them, I guess. I don't know exactly how to describe it. But yeah, well, it's also funny because another thing that's perfectly, like you said, triggered is the switch has flipped on getting dressed. And now William insists that he does everything like he must put his own shirts on and his own pants on. And things like that. Mm-hmm. And and we take certain moments to help. He's like, no, you can't. Like, if you put a shirt on him, he will take it back off and then put it back on. Because he's like, no, I need to do this. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And if he can't quite get the shirt over his head, we just kind of watch until he pulls on it. And then we pull it at the same time <laughs> to make it th- him think that he's sure, done it. Yeah. So, so we have to do that, resort to that kind of trickery to get him to, to get dressed and stuff now. Yeah, because he, he insists on doing it all himself at this yeah point. mr independence yeah yeah but yeah that's it's a lot he's he's been doing a lot and he's been sick and some days he's a perfect little angel and other days i'm just like go to bed i'm done i want to be over this and then laura's like he's he in bed yes now you need to go pack boxes for three hours <laughs> like <laughs> oh, it's I, been a see, week. I thought you guys had talked about getting a moving company well i guess this isn't moving though this yeah this is, isn't this, the actual this moving. staging yeah yeah are they going to bring in um like fake furniture or not fake furniture but like temporary stuff yeah they're i forget what specifically like i think they're replacing because we, I think we're taking the crib with us because we're doing the same thing that your brother and his wife did where they move out for like a week for the showings. Yeah. yeah. So that way we're not in the house during like, you know, so people with COVID don't walk through our house kind of a thing. So we're moving in with, I think, Laura's parents for a couple days. And I believe that we're bringing the crib with us. And we were like, oh, we have a bassinet that you guys can use. And they're like, no, no, no. We have our own crib that we will be bringing in. So I can't wait to see photos of my house with other people's furniture in it. It's like <laughs> merely there to make it look like, oh, isn't this a great breakfast nook? You know, like stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like they've talked about like, you know, when you come into my front hallway, there's that. We don't like our houses. We love our little house, but it's we've outgrown this house. We need mm-hmm. more space. We need more closets. We need more whatever. Right. And in the, the front hall where, where you've been, it's there's the kitchen and then there's the dining room and, and that's really all there's up there. There's nothing like in that front area. So we actually had to buy like one of those Ikea wardrobes to be able to hang up our coats because there was nowhere to hang up our coats. Right. Well, apparently that's coming out and they're going to take out the, the table, like the dinner table that we have there and they're going to turn it into like a, bre- like a, like a tiny living room and they're going to bring a TV in and. It's it's gonna be weird. Like I I can't wait to look at pictures of my house with somebody else's furniture in it. <laughs> oh, that's all very exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. We haven't told our neighbors yet because we were like, you know, how do we tell them? Well, it's, we want to do it the right way. And our realtor, because she was taking out like the DVD towers and stuff, because they didn't want them there because it's clutter. Mm-hmm. They showed up here on like first thing Saturday morning, and we piled it all into a truck and took it off to a storage unit. Yeah, And as we were getting into the car to leave, I look over and the one neighbor, two houses up, 
because there's my next door neighbor on the left side, my next door neighbor on the right side, and then there's the house one more over. The neighbor, one neighbor who lives there is like neighborhood, self-appointed neighborhood watch or something. Sure. Because yeah. I see him standing out there on the street like all the time, like not in front of his house, like across the street from his house, just like taking in whatever is going on in the world, right? Just watching. <laughs> yeah. The neighborhood gossip. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting the car to go with my realtor to the storage unit. And I look over and I see him just staring. And I'm like, well, everyone in the neighborhood knows we're moving now. <laughs> and I haven't talked to any of my neighbors. Like, I just haven't seen them. I just haven't seen them to tell them. I looked at the window this morning when we were having lunch. And he's standing there with the neighbor on the left side. And he's like looking in the house, talking to this guy. And I'm like, well, right. he's definitely telling them that we're moving. <laughs> like, he's, Why else would you just stare creepily into someone's house? Yeah, unless yeah, you were exactly. specifically talking about them. Uh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. I feel really bad because the guy who moved in on my, uh, on my right side, because recently we had somebody move in there and he's a couple years younger than, than you and I. I think he said he was 31 or 32. He's a real nice dude. And I, I like him and his girlfriend, and they're they're really nice. And they and we've spent more time talking with them than we did with the people who used to live there in the entire four and a half years they lived there, right? You know, and and they've only been there since December. And he's like, "Oh man, when COVID's over, we're gonna have like a backyard barbecue, and you guys can come over. It'll be great." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I'm not gonna be here for that." Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about like being like, "Yeah, we'll take you up on that barbecue." You'll just have to come to our new house to do it, you know, yeah. like that kind of a thing. So, yeah, I feel bad because I, I, I mean, we knew we were we were going to be moving when they moved in, but we didn't want to just be like, "Welcome to the neighborhood, bye," you know, <laughs> that kind of a thing. Yeah, well, now you can blame it on them. It's like you know, these new neighbors moved in; they're just it's just not working out, you know. So yeah. we're, we're out of the neighborhood. I mean, I could tell him he's got a reason that I could be like, well, I mean, because he's uh, he's in a band. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's he messaged me like when he first moved in, and he's like, I mean, like if we're ever too loud with the music, let us know. And and the room that he chose to do his practicing in is on the opposite end of the house, so it's not like that. Like we can hear it, but it's not like I'm listening to him at like three in the morning, and I'm like, sure, yeah, I can't, I can't sleep because like he he plays at respectful times, and when I'm standing in my kitchen at eight o'clock getting a snack, and I can hear him playing the guitar, I'm not gonna be like, shut the f up, you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's just like okay, he's playing his music here, yeah, who cares? That's right. So I, it's funny because I, I'm Lauren, I'm like, do you think that whoever moves here after, like, because I don't know if he. If he thinks we're just cool with it or if he thinks that we can't hear him. Oh, yeah, that's tough. Because he asked me, he asked me one night if we heard him and I said we didn't. So if he thinks that we, we can't hear him at all, like anyone who lives in this house and the new neighbors move in. And I mean, that's, that's, that's my worst nightmare. And it's still my nightmare for where we're moving now. We're only going to have one neighbor because we're on the one side and the other side of us is street. Yeah. Is what if that neighbor's a dick? You know, so like. What if the neighbor who moves in here is a dick, <laughs> you know, like, and he's just like, turn off that racket, you know, like, I mean, it's not going to bother me if the guy who moves in here is a dick. I don't go live here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're gone. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. 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 All right, Mike, sh should we should we talk about some like tech stories or something? Yeah, think? sure. Why yeah. not? Right. Let's let's talk some tech techness. I don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, here's a fun, fun thing. Okay. We've talked a lot about Xbox in the last couple weeks so here's a tiny story about xbox remember how we talked a while back about xbox live and possibly xbox live going away and like not so much going away but just like 
stop being a thing, like a price thing. Right. Well, that didn't end up happening. And then it actually became more expensive, if you remember. Yes, briefly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if, if, if they're like, shit, no one needs, we can't let people remember that or what. So they've, they've actually changed the name. It is no longer Xbox Live. The Xbox Internet Service is now called just Xbox Network, mm-hmm. which is interesting because it's literally the same name as the PlayStation Network. So it's, you know, they, they, they have like the same name now. So, I mean, whatever. It's, it's just a name, <laughs> right? But it's just kind of funny, you know? Like you feel like you'd, if you had a competitor with like the same name, right? You wouldn't call it the same thing, right? Wouldn't you think so? Well, I would. Yeah, you'd think you'd want some distinction there. But maybe Xbox Live is a little too ambiguous. You know, like, what does it mean necessarily? Although I guess the PlayStation Network doesn't really clarify what it does either. I mean, I I know it's internet related. Xbox Live. Xbox Live sounds like a concert series. Well, like Live is such a... I don't know what early 2000s like internet thing like oh yeah it's this is all live and you know yeah, we're, yeah. we're online and everything yeah so maybe they're just modernizing stuff but yeah I, I think I would have chosen something different yeah what would you have chosen oh wow put me on the spot eh, yeah do it <laughs> oh god I, I I can't even think of anything off the top of my head I keep wanting to say the xbox box <laughs> wow their naming conventions are so bad so that would also work you know see what i think is they should call it the xbox internet service team and then they can just short form it to exist Ooh! see i needed a yeah. t word and it took me too long yeah. to think of one <laughs> technology yeah there you go technology yeah. you got it that's it. I, I come up with the acronym first, and then I got to yeah, figure it out. Yeah, you work later. backwards. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, so did they give any indication like why they're renaming or anything like that? No, it's just they've just chosen to do it. Yeah, like apparently it's been on the, in the docket for a while because people kept finding references to Xbox Network in their recent firmware updates. So they'd be like connecting to Xbox Network, and people be like, "What's this?" And they'd be like, "Don't worry about it." don't look at it it. actually somebody thought that there was a big leak on an xbox not too long ago with xbox getting vr Mm -hmm. because there's a new xbox headset like an official xbox headset for the the series x and series s and in i can't remember what country it was but it was a spanish language country okay and somebody was hooking up their new headphones and when it it installed, it said it needed to update a new firmware. And when it did, it said the VR headset required, like this is in Spanish, but it said essentially the VR headset requires an update. And people were like, whoa, 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 Xbox doesn't have a VR headset. Did somebody figure this out? What just happened? Is this a mistake? And then like some head of Xbox was like, no, that's a translation error. Like, don't even worry about it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so they weren't even cagey because that, that's how you know when it's like a real thing is when they're all super cagey about it. You know, like we have nothing to confirm or deny at this moment. They literally was like, no, that's not right. It was just a translation error. Right, so, right. So that that I think definitively closes the book on that one. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so that that's some fun video gaming news. But God, 
God, you know what's some not fun video gaming news? I, I imagine this story coming right up here, Mike. Yes. A website known as The Gamer, thegamer.com, mm-hmm. has found through a source that announced at the end of this month, so to be announced at the end of this month, that Sony will be shutting down the PlayStation 3, PSP, and PlayStation Vita storefronts. And that would mean that you would no longer be able to buy digital games for any of those consoles or handhelds. Right. So, which, is, which is, I mean, not surprising. I mean, they are old consoles now, right? <sighs> yes and no, depending on how you want to look at it. Okay. There's, there's some, to put it in perspective, there are games being released on PS Vita like last week. Oh, okay. Like there are brand new games still coming to Vita. What is the Vita? The Vita is the newest of the three, right? It's the newest hand, the new handheld. So yeah. PS, PS3 and PSP both came out in 2005. Right. Yeah. So they're 16 years old now. Yeah. yeah. And then 2011 for the Vita. So, and I mean, I know everyone's like, oh, the Vita died like right away, which is fairly accurate. The Vita got... It didn't sell well, and Sony basically abandoned it in 2012, and then other people kept it alive all these years by releasing games on it. Yeah. But, like, there are people who love that system, myself included, that are still releasing, like, I'm not releasing games, but there are still games being released for that system right now, and it's literally like, boop, bye, the only way to get games on this system, legally, is about <laughs> to go away. And I, I get it. But at the same, because because basically all it's doing is costing Sony money to keep up a storefront that not as many people are using. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can see it. I can see it from that point. That doesn't mean I have to like it. I don't like it at all because I still have those consoles. I still maybe, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of YouTubers that are like retro game guys. Maybe somebody on there is like, hey, did you ever play binary domain on ps3 you should because it's a hidden gem that not a lot of people know about well maybe a copy of binary domain is six hundred dollars on ebay because it had a low print run well maybe i go buy it on the digital storefront for ten dollars because nobody you know is oh no you can't because they shut down your only option is six hundred dollar physical copy you know like it's there's a lot of unanswered questions too like I, I've seen articles of basically that say things because obviously this is coming from a source. It's not an official Sony statement. It is not official clarification of what will and what won't happen. So there's a lot of questions, including if I can't buy games, can I still download the games that I own, or will those be going away? Right. And in the last case, because this is in the like they've shut down those storefronts on the digital store, like. You can still buy games off of the internet on the the Sony old store, but you have to go through a weird workaround to do it. Like it just happens to exist still on the internet. They don't. If you go to the PlayStation Store on the website, like it's supposed to only show you PS4 and PS5 games, but you can still find the old PS3, PSP, and, and PS Vita games. But it's all through like a weird loophole by the fact that this website just happens to still exist in the back end, and you can just find it. You know, like. If you're looking for stuff, is that's going away? Does that mean I can't download games anymore? 
Does that mean I can't download patches for games anymore? Does that mean that if I have a game that has trophies and I unlock trophies, do the trophies still sync to the trophy servers? Like there's, there's a lot of unanswered questions. And the one that I saw today that was like, are, are you serious? Like this all came out today, all of this information. But I saw this one thing and I don't understand like tech enough to, to, to get this part. Like I, I know a fair amount of how things work and, but whatever. But he, he was the guy who in question was talking about a kernel in the PlayStation's motherboard or whatever. And basically, every so often, the firmware updates this kernel. And if the kernel ever expires, then you can't play digital games anymore. Oh, is it like a uh, encryption key sort of yeah. deal? Yeah. And it's, it's like with older Blu-ray players, because I'm sure you've heard this before, is if you bought a first-gen Blu-ray player, like when they came out brand new, you can't play modern Blu-rays. Yes, that's right. Like, they, they reached... Yeah. Like it reached a point where they just stopped supporting them, mm-hmm. and and so like does this suddenly do all these PS3s become paperweights? Like obviously you can be able to play physical games, but like like I said before, can you download patches to them if there's a problem? You can't buy any DLC. So if there was like oh I wanted to get there are, there are games that straight up have epilogues locked into DLC. Right. You know, like a perfect example is, I don't know if you've heard of this game. It's called Asura's Wrath. It's a PlayStation 3 game. It was produced by Capcom. And it's absolutely infamous for the fact that its ending is in DLC. Right. You buy the game. It has 12 chapters. And it says, after you beat it, buy chapter 13 and 14 to get the real ending. Because you basically got like a cliffhanger. And people right. were furious about this. But going forward, you can't get that ending. Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3. I, I don't remember the controversy about Mass Effect 3's I, ending. I do, yes. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking you were going to talk about there. Yeah. They released an update that extends the ending so that it is more clear, quote, quote unquote. Like, there was a lot of people that were like, I don't get why this happened. Well, they're like, well, here's an extra shot of you know, so-and-so doing something that shows that, you know, right. That will, that ending exist anymore. Like I'm obviously mass effect is getting a re-release, but not all of these games are, are going to get re-releases, right? right? Like how many games that are in digital formats only are going to be lost by the closing of these storefronts. It's f- actually really funny. There's um, a YouTube series I watched called my life in gaming, and they've been mm-hmm. doing a project for the last few years called analog frontiers. And it's all about like classic game collection and like how people like do certain things to to like uh, it, it's to focus on people who are are building things. I'm sure. Have you heard of a Mister? I'm sure it's like it's like a retro pie. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's it's like a it's like um an FPGA based retro pie essentially. Right. Like it's not a retro pie in at all. But that's the best way I can explain yeah, it. This is the same concept. Yeah. Exactly. So it's about people like that who are creating that kind of or, or people who are making HDMI upscaling cables for for like the Nintendo entertainment system, like stuff like that. So right. that older hardware can work with newer consoles and stuff. And their actual latest episode, they did one like a week ago that was about preservation and mm-hmm. the things that people have been doing to preserve old games. And they the example that they were giving in the video is the Wii. When the Wii shut down, 
they shut down the shops for the Wii and you can't download or buy certain games on there. And there are certain games that were only available on the Wii through the Wii digital shop. Like there's a game called the Castlevania Adventure Rebirth. And it is a Castlevania Adventure is a Game Boy game. And in like 2006 or something like that, they did a, a remaster of it, essentially. Like this is before what they do now with like, because the Wii is obviously not HD, but they basically upped the graphics and they re-released this game, but on the Wii. Well, that's the only place you get it. They've never released it anywhere else. And when that storefront closed, you lost that game forever. And there right. are dozens of games like that on PS3 and PSP and on PS Vita. And once those storefronts go down, that's it. They're gone. Legally, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess this is fairly new on the console side of things. Like, I know for PC gaming, there's all kinds of, like, archival sites and stuff that exist online where you can go and buy, you know, older games that, you know, there's, there's probably buried in some people's CDs in the basement somewhere. But, yeah, they're no longer available for purchase because they were made in the early 90s. But it... It would be interesting. I wouldn't be so sure that they wouldn't support downloading games that you've already bought. Because I mean, the storefront and the account that the games and stuff are attached to, as far as I'm aware on the PlayStation, are two different things. You know, you, you, you go to the storefront, you can say, I want this game, and then it, it, then it attaches it to the account. So I don't think it's necessarily interlinked. But I totally get what you're saying from, like, you know, legacies will be gone forever, and you know, that sort of kind of or that kind of thing. But I don't know. I, I think without more, more more information, it's tough. It's a tough decision or it's it's tough to speculate exactly how it's going to happen. I have a very hard time believing that they're just going to say, oh, yeah, those games you loved on PS3, they're all gone. You know, you, you can never play them again. Certainly, you could never buy them again, but to never play them again. Yeah, that would be that would be tough. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't imagine that being the case. There's, there's some interesting comments that are being made by people. Like, I mean, a, a, another example of a game that is important that will be mm -hmm. lost is Resident Evil 1, the very first Resident Evil. Today is the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil 1. Today. Yeah. If the store goes down, that is the only place right now where you can buy a legal copy of that game. Right. And it runs on PSP, it runs on PS3, and it runs on PlayStation Vita. It runs on all three consoles. But after they shut these stores down, there is nowhere to buy that game, which is the beginning of an important franchise. Sure, yeah. You know, like, what is what do you do in that case? Like, it's same thing with Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid is on PlayStation Store in the same fashion. It's the only place you can buy Metal Gear Solid right now. Mm-hmm. What's the solution here for people? It, it, like right now, obviously it's a rumor, and we have no solution presented. But like, does Sony turn around and go, "Hey, a lot of these games are going to be supported on PlayStation Now, which is their streaming service," or if they have that game already on PlayStation Now and you own that in your account, you get to play that game on PlayStation Now for free? Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, because I. Like my again, my experience is all with PC, and basically, I, we've talked about it before. Is you can fire up any old game with a little tinkering and get it to work. But yeah, it's a different it's a different ball game with the consoles because obviously, I don't think the PS3 is compatible with the PS4. Is it right? Oh, sorry, 
the PS4 can't play PS3 games, correct? Correct. Yeah. 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 So it's not like you could even like, well, okay, you bought it on PS3, Mike, suck it up and play it on the PS4. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, that's not a scenario. Yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not a horrible idea. It's just whether or not Sony is willing to do all the hosting and, and everything required in order for that PlayStation Now service to work. Yeah. The other solution that I've seen people talking about is all three of these systems have been jailbroken mm-hmm. and you just do what you got to do. Like people are like, you know, we don't advocate piracy, but if it's a dead system, what can you do? Right. Yeah. And, and I also saw a lot of people jumping to Xbox's defense to be like, Hey, Xbox ha- is so much better. This is why, because they're supporting their old games. They, they are. And that's that's true. And I will applaud them for that because that's something that really made me consider, you know, the Switch from and not the not the Nintendo Switch, the yeah, Switch yeah. from PlayStation to Xbox. But what I already had was kind of what kept me here. The fact that you could play old Xbox games on your newer consoles is very interesting. But at the same time, there's a lot of that. It's not the full libraries. Like, yes, you can play the entire library of Xbox One, but mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, this at this point, they were already doing that. Like, they were like, oh, okay, well, let's continue this forward, right? So, every Xbox One game is playable on, on Xbox Series X, but the Xbox 360 games that are playable on this, the, the Series X, it's not all of them. It's not oh, like right. you can just pop in any series or Xbox 360 game and it works or download any 360 game and it works. You may own a digital copy of, I don't know, Sneak King. I don't think you can get a digital copy of Sneak King, but that's, you know, a game that, that comes to mind as a game that seems like it would be not part of the program because of licensing reasons. But like, you know, that that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. It, mm-hmm. it, there's there's going to be all these games that licenses have expired and they're never going to work again like a whole bunch of um old activision marvel games you know that those might not work because the activision doesn't have the rights to marvel and marvel isn't interested in renewing rights you Mm -hmm. know the the weird ferrari racing games well ferrari they lose that license and now you're not going to be able to play the ferrari game and it's the same it's it's the the original xbox games that are playable on xbox there's even less xbox games that work on the newer consoles because of the licensing deals and et cetera, et cetera. So it's true that, yes, you can buy some of these games, but not all of them. And I mean, it's a better solution than none of them, which I will say. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's still not a perfect system. No, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's got a B rating, but it's not an A rating, you know, compared to Sony's C rating at this point in time. Right. I would but give them a D at a this D, point. But. A D for dicks, you know, but yeah. um, <laughs> so I just really liked that joke. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It, it is. It's it's a tough scenario. And I, I think we've talked about this before, too. You know, like it's not necessarily like that the console stops supporting games or whatever, but you know, the game servers die or they, they get shut down, right? Because there's nobody playing these games anymore, you know, which spells the end of many multiplayer games or multiplayer only games. Right. You know, I think we talked about like Dave defeat years ago or um, a couple episodes ago, you know, there's, there's nobody, hardly anybody playing now. So I would love to show Ben that game in 10 years when he's old enough to play it. But by then, you know, there's going to be nobody left. 
and you can't play online and you know it's just not going to work right so i think we're we're kind of approaching a new era of gaming in terms of keeping old games alive or you know or maybe we just have to accept it yeah you know that you you just can't play these games anymore like they were this from this era and that's it and you know you got to move on with your life right yeah and now the question the question is is i have 3 ps3s yeah what do i do with them like obviously i'm not going to throw them out i have playstation games to play i have quite a lot i actually i have more playstation 3 games than any other console that i own right specifically because playstation 3 came out in the period of my life where at the beginning of it, I still lived with my parents. I didn't have a girlfriend and I had time to do whatever the hell I wanted. So right. I spent with my disposable income, I bought a ton of games and it's that way still. Like I, I obviously I have less PS4 games and even less. I only have like three PS5 games, but I have this enormous library of these games. So it's like if in, in the case of the digital ones, do I download the ones like because if if you can't download those games anymore, am I only going to be limited to whatever's on my hard drives? You know, like like mm-hmm. if do I upgrade my hard drives to bigger hard drives so that I can download more games? If I can't download patches or DLC anymore, do I install my physical games onto my my PS3s and then download the DLC if I if I wanted to, like what I, I it's it's such a question mark and it doesn't help that right now all of my ps3s are packed in boxes at my parents house <laughs> yeah yeah but even throwing bigger hard drives and stuff and that's not a solution because hard drives are designed to fail yeah. you know eventually they will stop working and you know it's you know it's it's not a permanent solution either i mean reality is is those blu-rays behind you or i guess those are comics but you know, you theoretically behind you, they eventually stop holding data too. You know, like they all that is a thing. Yeah, it's like the old VHS tapes, right? You know, you they only have a certain number of plays, and the longer they sit on the shelf, the shittier quality and shittier quality they get. And the same happens with CDs, DVDs, and Blu-rays, right? So it's uh, Christ, I don't know. It's a new era, right? Everything else used to be on on cartridges, and you know, maybe we'll go back to cartridges at some point, but I don't know. But cartridges, if you have a cartridge that has like a saved game on it, yeah. the batteries on those die and then they don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and even SD cards only have a, they're only good for a certain number of writes. You know, even though there's nothing yeah. moving on them, eventually they will fail too. And yeah. So, I mean, even physical stuff is not immune to, to going away. You know, certainly there's more there's things you can do to be a little more proactive about it, but it's tough. That, that's tough, man, for sure. It's funny because like something I've always said is I'm going to be when I grow up, I'm going to grow up <laughs> when I get <laughs> You'll old. You'll never grow up. Mike. I'll Neither never. I'm always going to yeah. be a Toys R Us kid. No, when, when I when I get old and I retire, like I'm going to retire in this economy. Mm-hmm. If I grow up and I retire, I would be like, man, I'm going to play so many games from my backlog. You know, once my kids move out, I'm just going to have all the time in the world to play all the games that I, I haven't been able to finish or or, or loved and, and went back to. And I feel like the longer this goes on, when I'm ready to do it, I'm going to be like that guy in the Twilight Zone episode where he's oh, like, yeah. all he wants to do is read. And then when he's got the time, his glasses break. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right, Mike. That does sound about right. 
Yeah, that's what life is going to be like, and I am not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on that sour note, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part Time Nerds Full Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part Time Nerds Full Time Dads, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Castbox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at Part Time Nerds Full Time or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Awesome.